Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. You got both of us today, your host and fearless leader, Johnny Profita, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, and back from a week of house demolition, laying down floors and all that fun stuff of being a homeowner, which I have some thoughts on as well, is Justin Hill, Billy Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? Welcome back to the show. Thanks. Glad to be back. Glad to not be in the middle of rebuilding a house right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I didn't, I did some stuff by myself. I saw the pictures of what you were doing and I was just that my knees hurt just looking at it. And I was just glad that that wasn't me. The only alternative to that is to just start stroking checks for everybody to do the work for you. And that's that's sort of where I've been at the last couple of weeks. I'll tell you what, home ownership is a fucking racket. I, I don't this this bullshit lie that the government has been telling you that the American dream is to own a home is nonsense. They are money pits. <laughs> like maybe you get lucky and you make something. Uh, yet the property value goes up because the Federal Reserve has been printing trillions and trillions of dollars to create and artificially suppressing interest rates. And maybe you get out of that in time. Uh, um, but chances are, if uh, you're anything in like you know the average uh, American household or something like that, you will have ended up paying more in property taxes the life of the property than you make on the sale that's where i'm going to be best case scenario uh i will have paid more in fucking property taxes and used absolutely nothing i don't use these shitty fucking roads that they have that have potholes everywhere that are under construction six months out of the year i don't use the schools i don't use any of this shit that these property taxes supposedly go to and uh yeah, everybody's making money off of this, except the uh, the homeowner that they tell you you're going to make a lot of money on. And I, I knew that going in. I knew it was I, I didn't view it as an investment. It was better, I guess, in theory to to buy at, at these really low interest rates than rent and, and pay like really high rents. So my monthly nut was less than a, I had a much nicer place and a cheaper monthly payment owning a house than renting. But the idea that it's an investment, get the fuck out of here, man. Get out of here. I guess I've had good luck. I've, I have owned a lot of houses. Um, when I was in college, I decided to take some time off from school and just work. And my parents were making me pay rent. So, so I found a little house there in town. And I was like, if I got to pay somebody 
something. I'm going to pay a bank and like have my own place. So I, I bought a little house and uh, a buddy of mine, we backed our trucks up to the front door of my parents' house and just started carrying all my shit out and loading it up in our trucks. And my dad was like, where are you going? I said, I bought a house. I'm moving. Oh, okay. But I was able to turn around and sell that for enough money to completely pay off the, the loan and pay for a couple semesters of going back to when I went back to college. Um, like every house that I've had, I've at least broken even if not made money on. So I, I have been pretty lucky in yeah. the real estate gig, but that's, I know that I'm not the, I'm probably the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Well, and also, I don't know how long you live there. If you're flipping, flipping properties can be profitable if the, if the market's hot and you know what you're doing. Um, staying in there for a long period of time though. I just feel like the, the, uh, like the longer you stay, it's like Russian roulette. It's like, when is something going to fucking go wrong? And I'll tell you what, condos are the worst fucking thing you could possibly get involved in. I will never get involved in another fucking condo ever again, unless I buy something in Mexico, which would probably be even bigger fucking mistake. <laughs> but, but like when you don't have control over the property, it's like 10 times worse. And then you get hit with massive special assessments and a condo association horseshit. Uh, so yeah, the longer you stay there, you're just waiting for things to go wrong. And uh, I don't, at this point, you know, I might be better off not selling it and just renting it in perpetuity. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, first showing is tomorrow. I'm thinking that's what I'm going to do with my, with my other house. Um, Cause we've got a renter in there right now and they paid full year in advance and I had a handful. So I'm kind of thinking that's what I'm going to do. And we may end up doing that with this place at some point in the future, not anytime real, real soon. Uh, but you know, maybe down the road, once the kids move out, yeah. do something like yeah. that here as well. Cause uh, my, my dreams of a, a quick sale without having to replace everything have gone down the, uh, down the drain replacing the furnace tomorrow morning so that's a that went well and uh yeah so at this point now that everything's fucking been replaced and brand, almost everything is brand new all the big headaches are behind me i might as well just fucking rent it to somebody because i do have i have locked in very low uh mortgage rates because thank you federal reserve for the cheap money uh, the money's still cheap as far as I'm concerned. I think mortgage rates are probably around five or 6%. I haven't checked lately, but it's still free fucking money, ladies and gentlemen. And that's sort of the, uh, the topic du jour is this, um, this economy that we're in. Normally, historically, my entire life, I think everybody's entire life, especially anybody that worked in finance, has defined back-to-back quarters of of negative gdp as a recession now apparently those those rules have changed we are not in a recession even though we're going to get a negative i think that the print comes out is it thursday this week i don't think we've actually gotten the official numbers yet yeah it'll be coming out on thursday and yeah. they they they've spent the past 2 days priming the pump because they already know that it's going to be bad like right. yeah. <laughs> yeah it, there's it, no it, question what, yeah. what it's going to be and it's so transparently ridiculous that they're coming out right in front of this negative number that's coming out and they're trying to convince everybody that you know don't confuse what's don't look at what your fucking situation is it's a rose by any other name would smell as sweet a recession by any other name it doesn't matter what the fuck they call it 
they can call it whatever you want. Like, okay, technically we're not going to call it a recession. That's fine. But the, the numbers are the numbers. The situation is the situation. We have back-to-back quarters of negative growth, uh, negative GDP. That is a recession. And I guess we shouldn't be uh, surprised that they're changing the definition of this now, now that the thing's working against them. Every time something goes wrong, uh, everything, every time something works against the, the government narrative, they just change the definition. They change the definition of inflation. It's no longer the expansion of the money supply. It's price increases. Uh, they changed the definition of vaccines when they came out with this vaccine that didn't inoculate you from the disease. It didn't stop you from spreading the disease. Uh, they just changed the definition of what qualifies as a vaccine. I, I don't know. They just they change all kinds of definitions on us. Well, at the same time, talking about the numbers and changing stuff up on the fly, uh, they're talking about the reason that we're not in a recession is because we've seen job growth, except that we haven't actually seen job growth. It's uh, people are getting second job like the yeah. uh, this job growth is a manufactured number that they they manipulate the stats to make it to twist it into something that they claim that it is. But if you really look at the actual, like the nuts and bolts of how the calculations are done, like it's not what they say it is or what they pretend it is there. It's a, the whole thing is just a big spin game. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to listen. They're in a very tight spot and they have to reach for some data point that they can point to, to say, see, look, we're not in a recession. We have some clips here that will play of them trying to explain away why this isn't a recession, which to me is just hilarious. They're like, no, no, that's not the technical definition. The definition is more of a broad based blah, 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 but they never actually give you a definition of what it is. And so now they'll be like, well, look at this job growth. And a couple things on that. Like you said, if you look at the jobs that are being created, it's mostly people taking second jobs or, or in some cases, third jobs. And they have to do that because their, their purchasing power is being absolutely destroyed by, by the inflation. And then the other point uh, that I'd like to make on that is that jobs are usually like the last shoe to drop in a recession. That's a lagging, what we call a lagging indicator, because normally like, uh, you know, businesses, they hire like projecting on into the future. Like, okay, yeah, I need more, you know, I got this business coming in. I need some help. I'm going to hire somebody. And then you get a couple back-to-back quarters of really bad fucking economic activity. And it's like, oh shit. Uh, our bot were, you know, we're not making any money. I have to start laying people off. So like people lose their jobs in once the recession has started. And once it's gotten worse, it's, it's, you don't look in the rear view mirror to see what's, you know, happening in front of you. And that's what they like to do with these lagging indicators. So pointing to employment is meaningless. It's absolutely meaningless. We will see in the next, you know, third quarter, fourth quarter, I bet you'll see a lot of layoffs coming once we're like well into this recession. And I don't know what they're going to say after the third quarter prints negative, which I guarantee you it will. And then we have, you know, back to back to back quarters of negative growth. Does that qualify as a recession in their eyes? And, you know, like I said, it doesn't matter what you call it, but the, the spin doctors are out there. And uh, let's, let me see if I can pull up some of these clips here. These, this was just like priceless. And uh, watching them try to try to toe that line. I mean, why does anybody take them seriously at this point? Like, 
who can watch, especially with, um, with YouTube and you can put together these like montages of all the corporate press just falling in line with the, with the same talking points over and over and over again. Why does like anybody take them seriously? I, I just, I, I'll never understand uh, this day and age, how you can not see through the propaganda. Speaking of the montages, did you see the one about uh, uh, when Biden tested positive for COVID where the, they went through like all these different world leaders saying, if you get this vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. And then immediately transition straight into Biden has been has tested positive for COVID. Justin Trudeau has tested positive for COVID. Justin Trudeau has tested positive for COVID a second time. Like all of the all of these world leaders saying, if you get this vaccine, you won't get COVID. You'll be protected. Immediately followed by, hey, got COVID. Right, and wasn't isn't it amazing just the the way the media handled Biden getting it versus like Trump getting it. Or just like anybody getting COVID a year or two ago, it was like, oh my God, you know, thoughts and prayers. They're gonna get, they're gonna be hospitalized. They might die. And now he's like, yeah, I got mild symptoms. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we we you know we we wish him a speedy recovery. It's like he's expected to make it, even though he's like fucking eighty. <laughs> it's like, it really is just fucking unbelievable. Oh, we have some Fauci clips too to play. Fucking Fauci. Speaking of, uh, all right, but let's. Let's stay on uh, focus here. Here we go. Let's get some gaslighting on what a recession is. There's a negative growth in a row. That's a recession. What will be comments from some saying two quarters of negative growth in a row. That's a recession. Right. And certainly the, in terms of the technical definition, it's not a recession. The technical definition considers a much broader spectrum uh, of data points. But in practical terms, what matters to the American people is whether they have a little economic breathing room, they have more job opportunities, their wages are going up. That has been Joe Biden's focus since coming into office. He has had a view of the economy that we need to look to build from the bottom up and middle out. And what that means is that typical working class people in this country have had trouble affording things for years. He is focused on building a strong, durable economic recovery here. We have real global challenges here in the short term. We've got to navigate our way through them, but we have to do so without giving up all our economic gains. That's going to be our focus. And I think that we need to train that focus on that rather than on sort of technical debates about backward looking data. So the consumer confidence numbers are, are, are going to come out as well. And consumer confidence has been fairly dismal. Those numbers have just been flat out. Um, all right. That, that's one. We have some more, but. I, I, wait a minute. I, I, I didn't think we were recovering. I thought we had like a really strong economy, like the strongest ever. Oh, I think we lost you. You're muted. <laughs> strongest ever. Yes. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. So he, he's just like, yeah, no, it's a much broader definition. And this guy, there's no follow. I mean, he, he started talking about com- consumer economy, but it's like, so, okay, then when is it uh, officially a recession? Give me, give me some sort of metric that you're looking at. If it's not what historically, like the last like 15 fucking times they've defined a recession, it's been back to back quarters of negative GDP growth. So if it's not going to be that, what is it going to be? And he's just like, oh, you know, it's like a much broader, they're looking at broader data points. And like, it apparently it's up to just these wise overlords at the, you know, one of these Bureau of Bullshit, Statistic, whatever, Bureau of Economic Horseshit, they're going to get together and they're going to like, they get to tell you when it's a recession now based off of like randomly picked data. 
<laughs> it's really fucking unbelievable. And then he's just like, yeah, we got to focus on like, uh, you know, increasing wages and it, the, the, you know, wage growth has been fairly stagnant and it has not been keeping up with inflation. So everything that Joe Biden is working towards apparently has like been a, an abject failure just by what he's talking about Joe Biden's focusing on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but Joe Biden's been out there saying how strong the economy is because of the job numbers. And he's saying that we need to, you know, uh, build, you know, build back the economy. This build back better thing is uh, really working out well, too, by the way. Well, you know, you're you're saving an average of twenty five dollars a month on your uh, gasoline costs now because they managed to bring the price of gas back down. Now, Putin was the Putin was responsible for price going the price of gas going up. The president doesn't have anything to do with that. When it goes down, all you know Joe it. Biden. You know it. It's heads I win, tails you lose. If it's good, I did it. If it's bad, it's somebody else's fault. And uh, by the way, gas is that prices down? have come down a quarter from Never the highest that they ever. went up three dollars. <laughs> Dude, they did the same shit with the, they're doing the same stuff with the budget. You know, it's like Biden's cut the budget by like the most uh, ever by like 1.5 trillion. It's like, all right, uh, we ran it up to fucking 7 trillion. So cutting it from there just by like one and a half trillion, we're still one and a half trillion over what you took in in tax revenue. So you still have trillion dollar deficit. Like they love to fucking just cherry pick these numbers. But let's let's um, hear from Janet Yellen, former chairwoman of the Federal Reserve. Uh, right now she's a Treasury Secretary. I don't know why we need a Secretary of the Treasury. There's nothing there. There's no there's no Treasury there. It's all just like filled with IOUs. So I don't know what the fuck she does all day other than just redefine the meaning of things. But let's uh, let's see what her take on the uh, technical definition of a recession is, shall we? It's not the take. Probably a, 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 a fun week for an economist because we're going to have consumer confidence survey, the second quarter GDP numbers. We got the inflation numbers for June. Which is the indicator? What's the number you're most focused on that will give you a better indication of where this economy is headed? Um. Well, I, I look at all the data and um, it, GDP will be closely watched. Um, a, a common definition of recession is two negative quarters of GDP no, growth. At least that's something that's been true in past recessions. When we've seen that, there has usually been a recession. No, and many awesome. economists uh, expect second quarter GDP to be negative. First quarter GDP was negative. So we could see that happen and that will be closely watched. But I do want to emphasize what a recession really means is a broad-based contraction yeah. in the economy. And even if that number is negative, we are not in a recession now. And um, I, I would, you know, warn that we should be um, not not characterizing that as a recession. I understand that, but you're splitting hairs. I mean, if the technical definition is two quarters of contraction, you're saying that's not a recession. That's not the tech. No, that's not the technical definition. There is an organization called the National Bureau of Economic Research that looks at a broad range of data in deciding whether or not there is a recession. And um, most of the data that they look at 
right now continues to be strong. I, I will be would be amazed if the NBER would declare this period to be a recession, right. even if it happens to have two quarters of negative growth. We've got a very right. strong labor market um, when you're creating uh, almost 400,000 jobs a month. That is not a recession. Uh, Jenny Yellen. Okay. Uh, man, there's a lot there. Janet Yellen was uh, famously did famously say that she didn't think we would see a recession ever again, like in her lifetime, in our lifetime. I, I forget the exact wording of it, but she was on record saying that she didn't think that there would be an economic downturn ever again. Like they'd figured it out. The Federal Reserve has figured out economics. There will never be a recession ever again. And I guess if you just change the definition to whatever the fuck the Bureau of Economic Research wants it to be, then yes, there will never be an actual recession ever again by that name. That's the trick is in order to make sure that there's never a recession, just change what the definition of recession is, and then you never have to have one. Yeah, it really is unbelievable. And so broad-based economic decline. Isn't that what we have? I mean, look at everything. <laughs> it's like the housing market is basically crumbling under the, the weight of, uh, you know, the, the fucking rising of the interest rates. And a great indicator also, by the way, anecdotal is that my house is on the market as of Monday. Just so you know. <laughs> Just so you know, if... Uh, if you had any doubt that I could time this perfectly, uh, yeah, don't doubt me. I'm a great contrarian indicator. Whatever I do, just uh, figure the opposite. It should be done. But um, yeah, this is totally broad. Like we're seeing all kinds of stories. You know, AT&T stock uh, last, late last week was getting fucking hammered because they came out and said, oh, yeah, our customers aren't paying their phone bills anymore. Uh, Walmart is having fucking problem. Like, when when eight, like people aren't paying their phone bill, like their cell phone, the thing that everyone's fucking addicted to, that's a that's a broad based indicator. Uh, Walmart, where the common man goes to fucking buy a bunch of cheap shit from China, that's a, another good indicator that things are going bad. If you talk to any strippers, they've been they've been predicting recession for the last few months because their high rollers aren't just fucking going for the bottle service anymore. They're 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 cutting back. Um, it's like I saw something on McDonald's. Like people are going for the fucking you know the uh, the value you know the whatever is like a dollar on the thing. It's not even a dollar anymore. But like uh, so shit. McDonald's, Starbucks. There's a couple others that are closing a whole bunch of stores uh, here in the next three months because because people just aren't going there anymore. Yeah, well, I would think Starbucks would really struggle in this sort of environment where it's like a cup of coffee is is like six dollars now or something, and you're you know iced macchiato, low fat, whatever bullshit with whipped cream is going to be like it's going to be running you like close to like ten dollars now or something. Like, dude, just go buy a bag of coffee. You can get like a fucking huge thing of good coffee for like fifteen dollars and make your own pot for like a few months. Yeah, people are going to have to start cutting back on on these luxuries because this is a broad based economic decline. And you're seeing it in, like across all the sectors, like the home building, new the new houses being built, um, the, the prices of housing are going down. The stock market has been stagnant. Um, 
you're seeing you're seeing indications all throughout the economy that um, this is this is not just like one sector. This is broad based, and I don't know. It, it seems like pretty broad based uh, economic decline for me. And by the way, isn't that what GDP is supposed to capture? Is like the broad economic activity, the gross domestic product, gross being like broad, gross. You know. Well, I mean that's what it used to be i don't know they changing while well, we're true. changing yeah. definitions <laughs> yeah we can also yeah <laughs> they've changed the way they calculate gdp as well so all of this stuff is fucking bullshit but here we got we got one more guy here um talking about uh the uh recession and what is and what isn't a recession so let's play that and then we can uh we can move on to the next topic any of this we know there is fears that there is going to be a recession that next week the commerce department is set to release a highly anticipated economic report and analysts project that right. um it could show the second quarter gdp numbers um and decline so that would be two in a row and and technically a way to define a recession is two consecutive uh, quarters of declining gdp numbers if that happens next week if those numbers come out and reflect that will the white house uh view this country's being in a recession and if not what then would the white house um what would the definition be for the white house of a recession so these are these are great questions what will the definition be well in fact that question is answered but it's very obscure so the national bureau of economic research has a group called the business cycle dating committee i know that's a mouthful i'm sorry on a saturday night to be taking people through that but they're (laughs) the group that decide whether we're in a recession or not and they do so in hindsight because the data come in with a bit of a lag now to help people understand about this, we wrote a blog, we posted on the uh, Council of Economic Advisors uh, website uh, late last week that people can find where we talked about the fact that in the first two quarters of the year, the first half of the year, where we have data, uh, if you look at the variables that the Business Cycle Dating Committee uses, uh, they tend to look pretty good. Consumer spending, as I mentioned. Okay, hang on, I got to pause it because that was just, (laughs) just like this you know, really long name of some government agency that you've already forgotten. It determines based on like this broad based blah, 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 that we posted on some blog that you can go look up that we've already forgotten the name of that. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Oh my gosh. Like this, it's getting, I don't know how people don't see how ridiculous it is. Like it's none of this. It's all, uh, it's all like double speak and, and shit. Like there's nothing, there's nothing actually grounded in reality with anything that they're saying. It's a, it's all just ways to talk around people or talk over people so that people feel good because they're too stupid to to understand what's being said. Yeah. Yeah. And when things, you know, when you start losing the game, just change the change the rules, move the goalposts, and uh, and then have the corporate press just carry water for you. All right, let's Very uh useful buffer committee uses uh, they tend to look pretty good consumer spending as i mentioned i quoted something from a bank call that was just from last week so that's pretty up to date consumer spending remains solid in part because both families and businesses have pretty solid balance sheets right now uh, savings are still uh, pretty uh, pretty accelerated so if you look at consumer spending and if you look at jobs this very strong job mm-hmm. market in the background uh, that's a very useful buffer but look 
nobody, including especially the White House and especially Joe Biden, is going to sugarcoat any of this. We know exactly where we started our conversation from, Pamela, that prices are too elevated. We're very glad we have these buffers in the background to help people get through uh, this time. But we're doing everything we can to help bring these prices down. Of course, the Federal Reserve is the first line of defense, but there's a lot we can do and a lot we are doing to try to help. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Couple things, just just to uh, wrap it up. There are still, as, as you have noted, also um, a lot of Americans that are struggling to pay their bills. That is you. a reality. Sorry, oh, yeah. he just he just lost me. Okay. And and then what I took away no, no, from I that. Okay, what I took away from your long answer, just to be precise, uh, if, if the numbers come out and decline next week, the White House will still not consider this country being in a recession. That's what I heard no, no, from that, you. If that's what you took away, let me clarify. Okay, because um, what I heard from you was you're going to take the other definition of a, of a recession. It's not a definition we're taking, that the official uh, business cycle dating committee, they're the ones who declare a recession, not the White House. And they do it after the fact because the data come in uh, months and quarters later. So what we will do is we will look at the data that the business cycle dating committee uses, retail sales, consumer spending, yeah. payroll employment, industrial production. We'll look at every one of those variables and tell you where they've gone. In the first half of the year, they, they look to us and to most other okay. economists inconsistent with recession. But that's the first half. We'll have to see where the second half goes from here. Okay. And but also the- Okay. Um- that was pretty funny. I, I like that the, the Federal Reserve is the first line of defense, not the first line of offense causing all of this shit that's been going on. <laughs> I mean, the people who are making monetary policy in this country sincerely believe that if you just spend more money, you can fix it. Yeah, consumer spending is strong. And I wonder if they're actually accounting for inflation properly in those numbers. Because you know, I'm, spending is up because the price of everything is way, way up. Like I was just looking at the um, the the shadow stats site the other day, and it's like, you know, 17% inflation. And the, if you look at the prices of all these things, they're up 30%, 25, 30%, some 40% in some instances. And they're, they're copping to 91 it's like, all right, but it's like, dude, that's the reason why spending is up because people are spending a lot more money to buy probably, if not the same amount of goods, fewer goods. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They're our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. Yeah. Well, we have, so we have all these buffer zones now, which is great. We have um, employment, really strong employment and consumer spending. And like, like we've talked about, these are, these are bullshit numbers. The way they calculate um, unemployment is very flawed. 
uh, to begin with. And it's a lagging indicator, as we, we talked about earlier. So I wouldn't consider that much of a buffer. We're just waiting for that number to tank along with everything else. <laughs> and I, once it does, it's going to be very interesting to see what they admit to. Like how far, how many things are going to have to go wrong before they actually admit that it's a recession? I don't think they'll do it until at least after the midterms. <laughs> For sure, they're not going to admit to it before then. And then, yeah, like the idea that consumer spending, again, even if that is a strong number, like spending is not what we should be looking at to drive an economy. It's just, it's just backwards. And we, well, like the guy said that savings are up. Where's that coming from? Savings oh, aren't up. No idea. Yeah. That, that's been, uh, there have been multiple articles written about that over the last three or four years about how savings are like record lows. Uh, the stock market is down, what, 20% this year? I think uh, the number was like uh, $9 trillion worth of total household wealth has been lost because of the stock market plunge this year. Like, all, what? All of the all of the metrics say the exact opposite of what all of these people are are trying to say. Uh, on, the yeah, more interest rates on mortgages have doubled uh, just in the last year. Like we're up from three to six. I mean, six percent still isn't a super high mortgage rate on uh, or interest rate on a mortgage. But you know, when it's been at three percent, that's that's definitely kind of stemming the flow of of people looking to purchase houses. Uh, there's all kinds of statistics that are out there that completely refute everything that these people are saying. Not to mention the fact that the uh, Fed, what it was normally that uh, normally they'll do like incremental increases in interest rates by like 25 basis points. And instead of doing that, they've, they have increased uh, the rate by 75 basis points, which is like astronomical for it. like a big number, but uh, considering like the way that the Fed behaves, that's huge. And and there's talk that they're also going to raise it again in coming months, like over the next six months, I think, if not sooner than that. So like you're looking at the very real possibility that even if we're not in a recession right now, it's definitely going to be pushed into one really, really quickly. And and it's not like uh, it's not like there's anything they can do to stop it. Like they they actively have to do it. They're, I've read at least three articles that talk about how the only way that uh, the Biden administration is going to be able to stem inflation and get things back under control is to actively throw us into a recession, uh, which is not entirely untrue. But and that's like coming from traditionally left wing media, not that's not like uh, Daily Wire and stuff like that. Like this is this is the people who are normally on the Democrat side who are saying yeah, they're they're about to plunge us straight into a recession. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's funny they're in kind of a tough spot um, because they do have the midterms coming up. But they're at the same time, you know, we've been talking about how there's like this feeling where they're ready to kind of throw Joe Biden to the wolves, like they kind of want to get rid of this guy. But you have the midterms coming up, and so they need to they need to do this little dance where it's like we we. We still carry water for him until the midterms and hopefully not get our ass kicked too hard. And then I think it's going to be, yeah, okay. It's a recession and it's Joe Biden's, it's Joe Biden's recession. And then, you know, maybe he'll get sick again or something. He'll actually get cancer and then have to step down. I don't know. 
wasn't that crazy i don't guess we got to talk about that how he had his uh freudian slip or whatever you want to call it where he said that he has cancer and then they went on like full full spin control like no no he was talking about this time a long time ago when he had a skin cancer spot that was removed and it was like um those are not the words that came out of his mouth no yeah well i didn't even actually see any of the the coverage of it really from the corporate press I, but i was joking that i was like all right he must like he either thinks it was like 40 years ago <laughs> or or he wasn't supposed to come out with that news for like another year and so, and so he could step down <laughs> But he really is the it's the only guy on like the face of the earth that if he tells you he has cancer, like you you don't really believe him. <laughs> that guy and the guy from Seinfeld that pretended to have cancer so you get the free wigs, the toothpaste. <laughs> oh man. This administration is it's hilarious, but it's also like a complete disaster. Did you see the stuff today with Kamala Harris and all of these like other women that she was meeting with? that they went around the table and they introduced themselves and they said what their pronouns are. Yeah. They said, I'm Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she, her, I am a woman and I'm wearing a blue suit. And then the next one went and said, I'm so-and-so my pronouns are what the fuck ever. And I'm wearing a red suit. Like, Really? Yeah. Like what well, this is what yeah. we were uh, back in kindergarten for real. Now you got to get the, the most important things out there, obviously. All right, what clearly this is a, a meeting yeah. of women because they're talking about their what they're wearing instead of actually talking about anything important oh my god yeah it's you know i uh i think i might have posted something into the the meme stream maybe it might have been last week of uh this one of these uh schools near where the the highland park shooting was this is a very affluent neighborhood in the north uh suburbs of chicago kenilworth they had just hired some some lady who had a you know a master's in education and other bullshit from like Northern Arizona University. It's mix blah blah blah, blah. not miss, not misses mx dot like Susan something or other, and she's a they them there, whatever that means. And they love to do. They're very passionate. Uh, they are very passionate about, um, you know, social justice and all these other like equity and diversity and inclusion and all this shit. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, man, it, like nothing, none of it talked about any qualifications really, except of like her ridiculous, like, you know, these bullshit PhDs that people get from shitty fucking colleges, like Northern Arizona state university. Like that's uh, all right. Like, can't anybody get into it? Like, anything with a state university. Like I remember like my dad would make fun of me when I would like do something stupid before college. He's like, you better start looking for colleges with state. In the name of them. <laughs> Cause you're going to a fucking state university. You dumb motherfucker. I didn't for the record, but <laughs> yeah. I'm a redneck. I graduated from a state university with a degree yeah. in agriculture. So like, yeah. I, went, I, went but, I mean, it's like, out. you know, it's like, you're not, you're not in an Ivy league school here, but you're in like, you know, these, this is a neighborhood with, $30 million fucking houses on Lake Michigan. And you're, you're, you're bragging about this chick from Northern Arizona state university because she's an, she's a, they, there them. And she likes diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's pretty much all we care about. And that's the stipulations for most of these jobs these days is you have to have your pronouns. You have to be into some sort of crazy social justice bullshit. And 
preferably that you uh, are a person of color. Yeah. If you well, check at least two of those three boxes, you get the job. It doesn't matter what your credentials are. It doesn't matter where you went to school. It doesn't, none, none of that stuff is actually important. Job uh, history or, or whatever. I, I mean, we've seen it on full display with the uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the, yeah. the new press with secretary. The whole I mean, like this, yeah. this chick That's is a point. joke. She shouldn't be behind that podium. She gets absolutely destroyed by even friendly press yeah. on a well, regular basis. Like, it's silly. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's why we have uh, Mary, Mayor Lori Lightfoot as well. She checks a bunch of those boxes. I'm just surprised that all of these hires that are based on like the dumbest fucking things ever haven't worked out. I- I'm just shocked at this. And that is what qualifies as a minority in Kenilworth. It, like they don't have black people. They don't have Hispanics. They have um, they, their, thems and lesbians and transgenders or whatever. That's what qualifies as a minority. <laughs> that's as close as they're going to get. But uh, anyway, in the uh, short time that we have left, because I know you got a hard break in about 10 minutes. Have you been following any, we, we can do one of two things. We can talk Fauci or January 6th. Let's talk Fauci. January 6th is just so boring. Like the only people who care about January 6th are the uh, 500,000 people that watch CNN religiously. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll just play that montage for the to close out the show because that is a good one. So Fauci was um, he was on CNN and he has a response for Rand Paul. And I'll just go ahead and play this for you and we can get your reaction. Least favorite subjects here. Uh, Senator Rand Paul, a Republican, uh, and some Republicans are talking about what they might do if they retake the House or the Senate in the fall. Senator Rand Paul says of the Republicans, if they retake the House, one way or another, if we are in the majority, we will subpoena his, your records, and he will testify in the Senate under oath. Uh, your reaction to Rand Paul and others saying they're going to investigate you if they take power. Well, there's there's no reason to do that. But if they want to go ahead, my records are an open book. They are talking about things that are really bizarre, John, like crimes against democracy by shutting down the government. All I have ever done and go back and look at everything I've ever done was to recommend common sense, good CDC recommended public health policies that have saved millions of lives. If you want to investigate for me for that, go ahead. Dr. Anthony Fauci, appreciate you being with us this morning. Thank you. It's all he's ever done. That's all, he all ever he's did. ever it's done. Millions of lives. I mean, how could you be mad at the guy? I think um, I think there are a lot of dead people following the AIDS epidemic of the 80s that would disagree with that sentiment. Dude, it. I mean, that mentality, it's just like, holy shit. I think he really believes that. I think he might be that narcissistic. All I've ever done was recommend common sense uh, you know, uh, health guidelines. I think back to, you know, 2020, March of 2020. And all of the, the throughout the whole COVID experience, the last two and a half years, common sense really comes to mind, right? For all of these things that he recommended. It was, uh, first, I think he recommended not wearing a mask. Then he recommended wearing multiple masks we're wiping down our groceries. They put stickers on the ground where to stand. Uh, they had one-way aisles down the grocery store. You you walk into a restaurant 
with your mask on, and then you sit down in the booth, you take your mask off. You put your mask on when you get in the airplane, but you can take it off in between bites. This is all just common sense stuff, right? Just perfectly commonsensical. <laughs> well, and he's, he's Dr. Common Sense and Dr. Science. He, he only follows the science. That's why in like 2008, I think it was, he led the government to buy up these huge stockpiles of, I want to say it was like Tamiflu or Theraflu, one of the one of these, um, I, I, I don't think it was Pfizer, but it was one of the big biopharmaceutical companies was making this uh, miracle drug or miracle uh, flu medicine that was because they were expecting this really bad flu season. And that was when uh, I can't remember if it was bird flu or swine flu. One of those was around. And so they were like stockpiling all of this stuff, government dumping billions and billions of dollars into building this stockpile of this flu medication that was going to be this miracle work this miracle drug for whenever these horrible flu epidemics hit. And then it was discovered that it didn't actually do anything at all. And so he doubled down and they continued to buy more, even after every single research study that was done proved that that stuff did nothing. It did not work. He continued to push that, well, we should still be buying it because it might be effective, even though it's literally been proven not to be effective. We should still be dumping billions and billions of dollars. Like, how much money does he get off of these? Yeah, uh, we don't know. But but I mean, and that's what they want to subpoena. It's an open book, so we can investigate away and find out how much. Yeah, it's such an open book. Whenever there were email leaks, they like jumped on that as fast as they could to shut it down. That's it's that open of that open of a book. That yeah. as soon as the book is open, then they're like putting screws in the corners to try to close it so you can't get back in oh and i mean the other thing is just like jesus dude the we're we still haven't even seen the the entire toll of these lockdowns these common sense lockdowns where we just shut down the world for two years uh suicide rates are up there's all kinds of weird shit going on with these uh young people that took the vaccine that he recommended common sense recommendation just do this little gene therapy thing no big deal um it, there's it a won't. there's a pretty in-depth johns hopkins uh study that looks at the ineffectiveness of lockdowns and then the the economic impact of lockdowns like it, it's pretty it's pretty damning yeah and well especially on you know uh countries that weren't as well off as the u.s like people actually were starving because of these uh because of these rec- common sense recommendations. We have no idea how much we've screwed up the youth of America who uh, went through the first uh, couple years of their lives or maybe the most form- uh, formative years of their lives with everybody walking around wearing masks, being terrified of a, of a virus, uh, speech impediments and, and things like that. Psychologically, uh, you know, depression is way up. Like there's a, there's a big fucking bill coming due for this. Uh, the least of which might be this recession that we're in now. Um, you know, that that played a big hand in this as well. And uh, but, you know, all he's done, you can't fault the guy. He just made common sense CDC recommendations, CDC approved recommendations, and he saved millions of lives. Millions. Jesus Christ, man. It really is unbelievable to have that like. There's just no sense of just like self-reflection. Maybe I got this one wrong. Maybe that, you know, look in the mirror. I don't know. These people are fucking lunatics. Well, and if you believe that Fauci saved millions of lives, then you have to also acknowledge that Donald Trump saved millions of lives. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he went with he went with Fauci in lockstep on a lot of that stuff. I mean, so Trump is like Trump, that. Trump is known for all of his good appointments. <laughs> he really fucking knocked it out of the park on that front. Everybody <laughs> that he put in a position was the the right guy for the job. Exactly. Fauci included. <laughs> all right well do we have time for this uh i mean this january 6th thing just speaks for itself i know neither of us have really been watching this but let's just play this montage real quick and uh oh, i know you might have to if you got to step out you can step out i'll wrap up i'll uh, let it roll about you what it sees what we are expecting tonight from the january 6th investigation is something that's been described as a season finale not show finale but a season finale. There may be more seasons. There may be bonus episodes. The way that I've been talking about this hearing is that it's more the season finale than the series finale for the committee. The season finale, as it were, of their blockbuster hearings in prime time. A season finale of sorts. Thursday's prime time finale, so to speak. Does this feel to you like the series finale or the season finale for the January 6th committee? That's such a good way to put it. We thought this was the season finale. Everybody's like, come back for more. There is hunger. There is new information. These are incendiary revelations. Even the things we thought we knew, we're, we're learning it's a multidimensional scandal, right? Shape the narrative, you know, the end of season one, as you're effectively doing in a way that lets us know there may still be more to come and, and move towards that in the season two, if necessary. It almost felt as if it was like the series finale. At one point, Liz Cheney said, stay tuned for September, which is like season two. There will be a season two, so to speak. Last night was just the season finale. We learned another season's coming. TV ratings stayed strong throughout the series. It's weird to say it's a series, but it was a summer series of television. And it turned out to be one of the highest rated shows of the summer. Consider tonight the finale of season one. We will be back in September with more hearings. We've seen all eight episodes through Thursday season finale of the hearings. Was it a cliffhanger for you in any way? I don't know if we'll get stuff on the Secret Service. I don't know if we'll get stuff on the military and the National Guard. I don't know if we'll get stuff on that could be season two. That could be season two. Jesus Christ. I wondered how they were going to manage to, because the only thing that, that the mainstream media had to keep them relevant was talking about Trump 24-7 for the entirety of his presidency. And I wondered how they were going to go about maintaining their own relevance after he was out of office. Apparently, this is it. We're going to have, like, multiple seasons of January 6th committee. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was mostly just CNN and MSNBC, but CBS was in there as well. Like they all just got their fucking marching orders. Season two, get ready for season two. They're going to be fucking dining out on this for years. And let that be a lesson to you idiots out there that think, you know, January, like this was a good idea to go storm the Capitol or something like that. Like, if you're going to play those games, these like really dumb games, you better play to win, not play to like fuck around. All right. And I don't know how you play to win when you're going up against the, the federal government or something like that. But all you did was give them ammunition to dine out on and, uh, you know, talk about for the next couple of years. This is a, an unmitigated disaster for Trump supporters. Well, and if you are going to win and do it Sri Lanka style, don't then turn around and put a WEF appointee who's even worse than the guy you ran out of office back in, in power. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it I mean, the, the corporate press, <clears throat> they're, they're just such a goddamn joke. 
you can do this with every story. You can put together one of these montages where they all just get their marching orders from the government. I mean, they are just a propaganda wing of the, you know, they're the, the communications wing of the federal government. That's all they are. Um, the only stream media copy pasta just dropped. It's time to roll out the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. It's despicable. And just stop, stop listening to them. Stop looking to them for the truth. They do not have it. They are, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they are the government. It's one and the same. There is as separate from the federal government as the Federal Reserve. And we've seen how that uh, has played out. So anyway, I know we got we got a wrap there. This is good. We're going to do a, are we back on our schedule again? I think we'll do a Friday episode. Yeah, it should be. I should be good for Friday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh yeah. I can do it from uh, another unit. Yeah. I got the cleaning lady coming Friday, but yeah, should be all good. Hopefully I'll have everything situated by then. It's been a hell of a week for me, but maybe I'll complain about that in a separate podcast. Justin's got a roll. You got anything to plug? Oh, I've got a bunch of stuff coming out on my own show. Um, Tomorrow I will have, uh, Brian Piotter, who is running for state Senate in Colorado. Uh, we had a really good conversation. And then next Monday, I also have an episode coming out uh, talking about nerdy shit that most people probably don't care about. Okay. Well, don't sell yourself short. You never know. Um, all right. Well, that ought to do it. Thank you all so very much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. And um, become a supporting listener of the group. I'll link to that in the description there. We had a, a pretty nice happy hour last Friday for those of you that attended. That was a good time. I wasn't drinking. I did four and a half hours of happy hour without a goddamn adult beverage, believe it or not, because uh, I was on some medication for my leg and it's, they told me not to drink on it. And it's uh, legs feeling a little better, by the way, but it, it's not like the fun kind of like, don't drink because you'll get like super buzzed off of this. It's like, don't drink because it'll like destroy your internal organs kind of thing. I always ask that question, by the way. And I think there should be like two different sorts of designation for, you know, don't drink on this because you'll catch a nice buzz or don't drink on this because you'll actually do damage to your uh, vital organs. And so that's the situation I'm in until tomorrow. So uh, anyway, that was fun. And if you become a supporting listener to the show, you will get to uh, do that with me every other Friday. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.